Captain. Our computer is picking up a strange signal. I don't want any baloney, magic tricks, or psychological mumbo jumbo. Errors in time and space. Greetings, Liminerds! Broadcasting to you from a location outside of time and space, this is Liminal Unlimited! Woo-woo! I'm Jenny Thatcher. And I'm Kyle Thatcher. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Good job, honey. Good Thanks. job. So we uh, changed things up a little bit. Yeah. I'm in charge now, basically. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So welcome to Liminal Unlimited. Today, we will be discussing doppelgangers. <laughs> doppelganger, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good doppelganger. Yeah, doppel. That means two. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We are going to be discussing the phenomenon of doppelganger. In, doppelganger is apparently singular and plural in German. Uh, at the same time, um, but we're Americans, so unfortunately we're going to be American about it. We're going to put a plural S on it probably every time we say it. So, probably. Y- yes, we're discussing doppelgangers, and um, it's it's a pretty cool, there's, there's not like a lot of literature done about it, but it's a pretty cool, interesting phenomena, and nobody seems to really have an answer as to why it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are quite a few people that believe it's happened to them. Absolutely. And um, before we, we're going to do an, uh, a little update. But before we update, uh, we're going to talk about uh, the fact that Doppelganger, this is another one where it is not what Reddit believes it to be. <laughs> because. Uh, apparently, at some point in modern history, uh, doppelganger went from being like a paranormal, a scary paranormal event straight out of folklore, and it became like everything else with social media, like a little meme thing, like, hey, uh, oh, does this guy look like me? Do I look like this celebrity? I have a doppelganger. I have a doppelganger, you know? Um, and some people like refer to it as twin strangers, you know, and, and this stuff. That's not like really doppelganger isn't the best use of that word for that right. issue. Like, like, yeah, there's probably someone out there that looks just like you. Yeah. At, but that's not your doppelganger. Yeah. That's every, just some stranger who looks like you. Yeah. Every once in a while, the genetic lottery that we all are a part of uh, hits like double cherries and you get somebody that has a very, very, very similar genetic makeup to you, and poop, you look like them, and they look like you, right? Poop. And, you know, but so this isn't, we're not talking about, you know, oh, don't I look like Brad Pitt, you guys? No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about real, hardcore, scary as fuck doppelgangers that haunt people's lives 
Um, but before that, and I, I didn't have my phone prepared, which kind of sucks. Um, you want me to get that for yeah, you Yeah, if you can grab my phone there, honey. We do have a little update um, because <clears throat> we just spent how many episodes, uh, two, specifically two episodes, <laughs> yes, that talking about uh, Skinwalker Ranch. And um, I, I can cut the actual audio in later. I'll, for now, I'll just do it kind of... Um, you know, haphazardly and hold my phone up to the microphone like a mook. Um, but let me find my email here. Um, so yeah, so apparently, um, I'm not even sure what the total context of this thing was, but apparently they had some, like, convention of UFO-type people. And ufologists. Ufologists. Which is a stupid word, And if you ask me. one of the guests... Uh, who did like a little, you know, Q&A type thing. One of the people, one of the speakers at this little convention uh, was Mr. Brandon Fugel, the current owner of Skinwalker Ranch. And he had uh, a little, he, he's very excited. He's very excited for the next season of Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch to come out. Me too. Yeah, uh, it, it can be a kooky show, but we like it. It's so fun. It is. It's very fun. And to be honest, Brandon Fugel is an actual bright spot on the show because he he is so genuinely impressed with almost everything that these guys do. Oh, yeah. He loves it. You, know? you can tell. Uh, to very genuine. To quote Brandon Fugel, wow. wow. <laughs> so he is at this convention and he's kind of promoting. He's there, you know, as part of the community, but he's also there to promote the next season. And this is what he had to say about the upcoming season of Skinwalker Ranch. And I thought it was interesting enough that we should do it, cover it as an update. All right. After season four, some of you may need therapy, and I'm sorry. I'm serious. It's going to really f*** people up. Shoot. This is, uh, this is like, I'm okay to say that. I, it's been a long week. Yeah, that's the best plug you can give for season four. I can't wait. I, I really can't wait. And I can't wait for the skeptics to see what we have to unveil. I've just been like a caged animal. You have to get them to watch it. That's the I problem. I bite my tongue so much online because I'm like, gosh, if you people only knew. So that is uh, Mr. Brandon Fugel talking about the upcoming season of Skinwalker Ranch where apparently he is teasing that they are in this season they have captured uh i guess he's implying irrefutable evidence of paranormal activity uh, ufological activity i think i just came up with that word on the ranch so i'm super excited to see what the fuck brandon (laughs) fugel is so excited about then again what's he gonna say well, sure. He wants to get you to watch. He wants to get you to watch. So when does it come out? I'm trying to. I have no oh, idea. Tuesday, April eighteenth. That's that's in that's the past. past. Oh my God, Dang. honey! Did did we travel forward Whoa. in time? Ooh, we'll have to check that out. Ooh. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, can you tell we're excited? <laughs> So, uh, now to uh, 
dip our big toes and the rest of ourselves into the subject of the Doppelganger. Doppelganger. Which in the German literally just means double walker. Or double goer. That too. Um, although I don't know what you would be going in. I guess a car. Going wherever you're going. Going down the street. Take the bus. Going for a walk. Double buses. Double decker buses. That's England. That's not Germany. Ach. <laughs> Dumkopf. Scheiße. So, uh, the paranormal definition, which is what we're interested in here, um, the paranormal definition of a doppelganger is a ghostly or possibly ultra-dimensional entity or phenomena that looks exactly like a living person. In classic myth and folklore, it is seen as an ill omen of bad luck or impending death. Uh, it can also be uh, the commonly understood evil twin, um, because sometimes these things show up and they behave in a way that's the antithesis of the person that they seem to be the copy of. So, um, but doppelganger is actually, relatively to history, is actually like a fairly new, for most people, term for it. Um, apparently back in the day, um, before doppelganger started to get used in literature and caught on, um, in Ireland they would call it a fetch, which is just the apparition of a living person. Um, now, the Egyptians actually, uh, apparently in some of their uh, writings, they, which I assume would be hieroglyphics, I'm not sure, <laughs> they had a concept of this uh, for a long, long time, um, which would be like akin to the Ka, uh, which is a tangible spirit double with the same memories and feelings of the person, the subject. Um, which like in, you know, most common parlance, like the cut, when they talk about the Ka, it's like the double or the vital essence. It's usually what people refer to as like the soul, but, um, apparently the, the Egyptians believed the soul was made up of like many parts, um, and their definitions changed over time, but most of the texts identify, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like eight parts to your soul. Um, okay. Yeah. And so for them, like the physical body was part of your soul. They called it uh, your ket. Um, then there's the spiritual body, your sa, which is that's like when you go over into, you know, the land of the dead, that's the body that you would have there. I hope mine looks like Beyonce's. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. And what if I was Fabio? That would be awesome. Really? Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> with the not, hair, the long the face, the long flowing hair. No, just the body. Shaved clean everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, just the body, but with your face, your head. I don't know. That might be a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> And then they had um, the the Ren, which was just your name or your identity. Like, they actually considered 
like your name to be part of your soul. Um, and that's actually why uh, pharaohs and, and important people would have their names carved all over everything or painted all over everything because once you put your name on something, you imbued it with part of your spirit. As long as that's whatever it was on, as long as that existed, some part of you was still in existence. Dang. I'll be writing my name on everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every check you've ever signed. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Why am I in this box? <laughs> um, and then you had your ba, which was your personality. And that was like your your individuality, like the thing that makes you the special you that you are. Like, you know, they talk about on Sesame Street. Um, then there was the ib, which is the heart, and that's, like, the part of you that would get, like, measured at death, like, you know, the sum total of all the good or bad that you've ever done. Um, and I found this interesting. There's the shoot, which is the shadow, and they literally meant your shadow, that oh. your shadow was part of the makeup of your soul. It was one of the parts. Um, and, and it had a bit of a... a like a death connotation. There was also some death connotations with, with the shadow, but they literally meant your shadow. Hmm. And the last part that uh, most of the texts speak of is the, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to pronounce it the way I think, Sekem, um, which is the power form, which nobody's too sure exactly, but um, the best way that, from what I read, that you could describe it as maybe people who have an understanding of, like, chi in, like, Asian martial arts and philosophy, mm -hmm. that the, the sekem was like your chi, like your personal power, your energy. Um, but it doesn't stop there. So that's, we, the Irish had a concept of it, the Egyptians had a concept of it, and then the Norse... Uh, had it, but the the Norse concept of a doppelganger is kind of odd. It's different. Um, the Norse uh, would have called it the uh, fardoger. Uh, the what? The fardoger, <laughs> which is uh, the a ghostly double who is seen performing a person's actions in advance. Hmm. It's like reverse déjà vu. Or maybe, like, at best, like, by location. Mm -hmm. So they, it, like, that's their concept. Of it's like you see, like, your uh, uncle chopping wood, and then you, like, turn around, and your uncle's still in the house. But then later on, he chops wood, mm -hmm. you know. Hmm. Um, now, there can be, uh, well, let's talk about the difference between uh, a doppelganger, a true doppelganger, and bilocation. Do you do you yes. know what that what that's all about, honey? Uh, sort of. I mean, it's a little tricky. So, bilocation would be like someone sees you in another place, but it's you. Like you are somehow in two places at one time. A doppelganger is more. Like, it's you, but it's not you. Like, it doesn't act like you. It doesn't say anything. Or maybe you just see the back of its head, but you can't see its face. But you know it's or you. It, it looks like you. Or it acts in a way different than what you would right. normally do. Yeah, like, bilocation is like, um, you know, if, if 
my friend in Rhode Island uh, was walking down the street and ran into me at a store. And I was like, hey, what's going on? And like talking, having a conversation. We're like bringing up old times and everything. And, um, you know, everything's just like it usually is. But meanwhile, I'm actually here with you doing stuff around the house. That would be mm-hmm. by location. And, and by location also specifically is usually, uh, usually the subject which, you know, is the person that the doppelganger, the, you know, is bilocated. The subject of it doesn't see the other, like the double. Whereas in doppelganger phenomena, uh, predominantly the subject sees its twin self, its double. Um, not always, well, that's why it's tricky. But like, usually, I, I have a lot of Reddit stories that we'll get to later, and some of them are kind of tricky. Like they overlap, you know. Like they'll see their parent walk into a room, and then, but they don't say anything. They don't look at them. Yeah, but they're then like the, robotic. But then, the, yeah, but then the parent walks by again, and like that's really that. You know, it's like is that by location? Is it a doppelganger? What's going on? Is it like a glitch in time or? Yeah. Like, the sense that I get is, like, a doppel... If you ran into someone's doppelganger, you would immediately know something is not right. Yeah. Because they're acting strange or differently, or they're completely silent, um, almost trance-like. Um, but in a bilocation, um, you would not be any the wiser. You could have a full conversation with that person and not right. know that they weren't physically present. Yeah. With but you, it's interesting then because that person doesn't have any like knowledge of that event happening or any recollection of being in that other place. So right. it's like, what is that? Who who was that? How did that happen? And there are some people that claim that it's actually like a psychic phenomenon that you, it's mm-hmm. as if you projected right. whether. And some people claim that they have done it willfully mm-hmm. that they've projected themselves to another place it's different than astral projection astral projection is where you're like your spirit leaves your body and goes someplace else and observes things and you know um but this is where like you you project a substantial version of yourself if they tried to like touch you there's certain stories where people have said that they hug the person and all that stuff there's other stories where um they tried to touch the double and they were insubstantial um but just to look at them to talk to them you would never know um that that was not your actual friend right um but yeah and so then there's um now there there we always talk we like to talk about the possibilities talk about these interesting phenomena um but there could be um, in in many cases, a, a psychiatric answer. There could be a scientific reason why someone is experiencing these things um, because there's such a thing called uh, hotoscopy, um, which is the hallucination of seeing one's own body at a distance. And it can be a symptom of schizophrenia or epilepsy, like if you're having altered activity in the temporal lobe it can cause like a like a dissociative experience where you see yourself you know across a room or down the street or something like that 
That would be disturbing. Yeah, yeah, to say to say the least. I mean, it really is uh, a strange phenomena. You know, so as with almost everything, you know, we would advise if anybody out there who might be listening to this does ever have a doppelganger type experience, if you experience this phenomena, don't just jump to the conclusion right away that you are seeing a spirit form or a phantom or something like that. Um, you know, please go see like a medical professional and get checked out first because you, you know, you it can also, um, I've heard of cases where it could be caused by brain tumors, you know, so you really do need to, you know, go see a professional and get checked and make sure that um, you're well, that you're okay. Um, if all the medical things check out, if you don't have tumors or if you're, you, you're not experiencing uh, seizures or anything like that, then you may want to kind of look into the possibility that you may have had a profound paranormal experience, right? Right. Um, also, we want to make the differentiation uh, as Jenny knocks our mic off I'm the table. Sorry. <laughs> we do want to make the differentiation that um, there is such a thing as tulpas. I kind of actually believe in tulpas. Like, I know it's kooky, but I, I actually kind of believe in tulpas. I'm not sure about tulpas. But tulpas are like where you can like actually produce through uh, deep concentration and meditative trance and, and these things. You can produce a spirit form. Um, but that's a different type of phenomena. That's where it takes on the form from your imagination, from what you imbued it with. That's like a different type of phenomena where the, like people have seen uh, actual physical manifestations of tulpas, of these thought forms and stuff that, that can interact and, and do all this stuff. But that's different than doppelgangers. So, I know, you're like, hey guys, what is this? Yeah. Another deep dive into the Cecil Hotel? Let's talk about some doppelganger stories. Yeah, so we're going to get to it, and we're going to talk about, um, because there's some famous cases, there's some not-so-famous cases, but that are, like, documented, and then there's some really great Reddit stories that you have Tons of them. no idea if they're on the up-and-up up or not. Mm-hmm. So let's get started. Do you want to start with a Reddit one, or do you want to start with the historical ones? with the historical ones okay let's get after it <laughs> <laughs> so um there's actually there's quite a few now i will say i'll i'll validate this with a lot of these are like poets <laughs> and you know poets from a certain era a certain romantic you know idea of poetry and things sometimes you know those guys uh, they like to they like to drink their wine, they like to indulge, and they've got you know very romantic ideas of existence. So I mean, let, you know, let's let's take it for a grain of salt. Like these are poets, you know, some of these guys. So you don't know these poets. You're overgeneralizing. Well, but I've known some poets. <laughs> have you? I have. I've known some poets. Okay. So the first case that um, that I found was the a French novelist, and I'm going to do my best to pronounce Guy de Montpezon. Très bien. 
1889, while writing, Maupassant saw his double enter his study, sit down beside him, and it began dictating the story to him that he was in the process of writing. Hmm. He claimed to have had many such experiences seeing this doppelganger throughout his life. Um, however, uh, yeah, please don't mind the dogs. They are in full yes, full swing. You may also hear our sump pump. Make a lovely noise. It's like a foghorn. It's really <laughs> relaxing. Um, but uh, Guy, our buddy Guy, uh, there, there's a codicil to this because he did uh, eventually uh, attempt suicide in 1892 and was institutionalized because of it and he died the very next year and there's some evidence that's possible that he was suffering from syphilis which can cause you to have some mental aberrations well then so yeah that one that one's a little wishy-washy because uh, poor gee may have just been like really ill possible Um, but it's interesting that it sat down was dictating to him and then we have the English poet John Donne. He was uh, visited not by his own double, by his wife's double, uh, while he was staying in Paris. Um, and oh, sure, I've seen that on Days of Our Lives so many times. <laughs> oh, I thought it was you, honey. <laughs> no, this was this was actually kind of disturbing. Um, she appeared to him. Uh, holding a baby. She was pregnant at the time that he was traveling. And she appeared to him holding a baby. And at the the same time that he saw this apparition in his room in Paris, uh, his wife was giving birth and the child was stillborn. Ew. Yeah. Which, um, which could also be that there's a, a word for that uh, crisis apparition, which mm-hmm. is um, some every once in a while... Uh, especially usually when somebody is in a traumatic experience where they're like about to die, mm-hmm. someone somewhere else, a loved one or a friend will see an apparition of them. Um, the interesting part is that those happen. Um, they are they are doppelganger experiences because those happen before the person has actually died. Or in a case like this with the wife, you know, the baby dies, but the wife does not. Yeah. And so, you know, that's the interesting kind of phenomena of like a crisis apparition is that person's not dead mm-hmm. yet, but they're appearing to you, you know, right. as if not a ghost, as if mentally reaching out to you, you know. Right. So I thought that was uh, very interesting. Now, uh, there's also the German poet, um, Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, uh, in his autobiography. Dichtung und Wahrheit, yeah. <laughs> which is poetry and truth. That's you know, good. Poets, you know, of course, a poet writes, he, he titles his autobiography, poet, Poetry and Truth, you know. Yeah. Um, he describes, uh, he, was, he was in the, the city of uh, Drusenheim, and he looks up and he sees a man dressed in a gray suit with gold trim um, who appears just for a moment and then disappears. And it was very striking, the suit with the trim. It was very stri- It was a very unique uh, suit. And that's what made him notice this person, and then boom, they're gone. 
And eight years later, on the same road in Drusenheim, uh, he's walking along and he realizes, he, he looks down at himself, and he realizes that he's wearing the suit, the Ooh. gray suit with the gold trim hmm. that he saw on the apparition. Weird. Yeah, yeah. So that that falls in line. Um, some of these events are a little bit like time slippages. Right. Yeah. Is that a doppelgang, a true doppelganger, yeah. or is that was he seeing? Yeah, a glitch in the matrix, a shift in time. Right, and that's part of why it interests you and I. Yeah. Because what is happening? We don't know. You know, are are we are these like? Is it like a, a phantom spirit phenomena? Is it uh, an interdimensional phenomena? Are these actually other selves? Or are these ultra-dimensional beings disguising themselves as us? Right. Or is it a time space-time phenomena? You know, it's kind of crazy stuff. But there's more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> Um, for the low, low price of 1995, you can get Percy by Shelley. <laughs> so Mary Shelley told the story to a friend um, in a letter. And apparently um, there was a time when um, Percy was out on the terrace thinking poetic thoughts. And he saw his double while on the terrace. And in this case, his double spoke to him. Mm. And he said, um, quote, how long do you mean to be content? Sounds like a poet. Yeah. Something a poet would say. Yes, I guess basically saying like, you know, you've, you've created an easy life for yourself. How long are you going to continue to enjoy this and not, you know, work or do uh, forever? <laughs> great things. Um, Catherine the Great. Now this is a this is an interesting one because this is the the next two uh, Catherine the Great and Elizabeth the First both had doppelganger experiences and these are classic doppelganger experiences and actually even the last one that we're going to talk about they're classic doppelgangers because uh, in folklore in legends and myths doppelgangers were uh, almost to an event like a specifically an ill omen it was either bad luck was coming your way or somebody's gonna somebody's die. gonna die um usually they implied you if you saw your doppelganger that mm -hmm. you were going to die soon so catherine the great she's woken up in bed in the middle of the night by her servants and they claim they knew she was asleep. They knew she was asleep in bed. But they see her walking the palace and walking into the throne room. So immediately they go and rouse her out of bed. She gets up, goes to the directly to the throne room, and sees her double sitting on the throne, just sitting there still. That would just be so like a picture, like a picture. And she was so disturbed by it in the moment, she ordered her guards to shoot it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then one week later, 
she has a stroke and dies. What happened when they shot it? That's what I want to know. Apparently nothing. <laughs> I don't know if she expected it Did to, it, like, like grab its chest and go, Ugh, you know, I don't know. Why did you shoot me? <laughs> I'm the scullery maid. <laughs> I just thought it'd be nice to dress up. Um, Why does she sound like that? <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine Mel Brooks doing that in like one of the you know, history of the world. Um, so now Elizabeth the first. Um, this is just a short one. There's not a whole lot of detail that, that I found of the story, but she, uh, came into her bedchamber and she saw her double lying in bed as if dead, mm. like in state uh, almost. And she died very soon after that appearance. Um, and then one of the most famous ones is the American president, Abraham Lincoln. He, uh, He's been on the on the road. He's been so busy. I mean, you know, you're talking about President of the United States, Civil War, all this crazy stuff. He lies down on a couch just to catch like a, a few Z's. He's just trying to get a little rest. And he happens to look up in a, a mirror that's near this couch that he's lying on. And when he looks at the mirror, he sees himself. But right next to him he sees another him. And this other image of him is uh, like pale and ghostly. And he he's shocked, he's surprised, he stands up. And when he stands up and looks in the mirror, it's gone. And, okay, but then he, so he's, uh, all right, I'm tired. I just need some rest. He goes, lays back down, and you know it's one of those things you got to look in the mirror one more time. He looks in the mirror and it's still there. It's only when he's lying on that couch, which some people have inferred that that's because he was famously brought to a place and laid down on a couch after being shot. You know, mm-hmm. so they make a little a little connection there that maybe because he's lying down like he would be soon when he is assassinated. I actually have an account of it, which is supposed to be in his own words, if you want to hear it. Oh, okay, yeah, go for it. I didn't so, find that. Yeah, so this came from Washington in Lincoln's Time by Noah Brooks in 1895, who claimed that he had heard it from Lincoln himself on November 9th, 1864, at the time of his re-election, and that he had printed the account directly after. He claimed that the story was confirmed by Mary Todd Lincoln and partially confirmed by Private Secretary John Hay, who thought it dated from Lincoln's nomination, not the election. But yeah, because Mary Todd Lincoln, like, he told it to her right mm-hmm. away, and she was like, this is not good. Yeah. She believed in that stuff, and she was yeah. like, this is bad. He this is really bad. He talks about that, too, in here. So, Brooks's version is as follows in Lincoln's own words. It was just after my election in 1860. Uh, yeah, don't, don't do the... <laughs> all, right, all right, Daniel Day-Lewis, back it down a notch. <laughs> Four score and seven years ago. Party on, dudes! <laughs> yeah, that, that was the place I was going for. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> it was just after my election in 1860. <laughs> when the news had been coming in thick and fast all day, and there had been a great hurrah, boys. 
so that I was well tired out and went home to rest, throwing myself down on a lounge in my chamber. Opposite where I lay was a bureau with a swinging glass upon it, and here he got up and placed furniture to illustrate the position. I guess that's in the article. <laughs> that, that, that's actually great. I, I got it because that's imagine yeah, Abraham, Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln he's is like, this giant. No, let me show you. Yeah, he's this giant of a man. Yeah. He's this tall, lanky man with the beard and the everything, and he's going, "Okay, look, I was here, and the the beard was over here, <laughs> and I here. I came in the door, and I laid down here, and then I looked in the mirror over there." Yeah. <laughs> and looking in that glass, I saw myself reflected nearly at full length. But my face, I noticed, had two separate and distinct images, the tip of the nose of one being about three inches from the tip of the other. I was a little bothered, perhaps startled, and got up and looked in the glass, but the illusion vanished. On lying down again, I saw it a second time, plainer if possible than before. And then I noticed that one of the faces was a little paler, say five shades, than the other. I got up, and the thing melted away, and I went off, and in the excitement of the hour forgot all about it. Nearly, but not quite, for the thing would once in a while come up and give me a little pang, as if something uncomfortable had happened. When I went home again that night, I told my wife about it. And a few days afterward, I made the experiment again, when, with a laugh, sure enough, the thing came back again. But I never succeeded in bringing the ghost back after that, though I once tried very industriously to show it to my wife, who was somewhat worried about it. She thought it was a sign that I was to be elected to a second term of office and that the paleness of one of the faces was an omen that I should not see life through the last term. Hmm. Yeah, actually, that's even that's even weirder than um, than the the description that I had read, just a, you know, a general description of it, because he's talking about like it's as if they were like looking at each other. Well, he's like, like it's as if they like split. Mm-hmm. Like his face split, and that almost to me, like when you said it, I thought immediately of like that Egyptian concept mm-hmm. of of the ka of you know the idea that like this is like the spirit him, mm-hmm. you know, like that that he's like almost like bifurcating, like his soul is bifurcating for a moment, mm-hmm. and he's seeing that spirit double. Yeah. You know, but it's still part of him. They're they're only about three inches separated, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, that's crazy. How Mary Todd Lincoln was like she, you know, I think that means you're going to be elected to a second term, and but then not live to see. Yeah, it. yeah. She almost like, she wow. Like, yeah, it's not just yeah, it's not just like yeah. Mary Todd Lincoln was into some stuff, mm-hmm. and she believed in a lot of that. Um, you know, a lot of things having to do like she was probably like kind of one step away from like uh, like a true spiritualist. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think you know you you hear like kind of apocryphal stories of like seances and things like that. You know, I think that she was like definitely deep in it, and so yeah, right away she she kind of that that triggered her. You know, oh my gosh, that's bad news. That's not yeah. good. Like I I don't like this. You and know, poor Abraham was just like oh. <laughs> that's that's now, weird. Now come in here, Mary. And I was laying here, and the mirror was over there. I'm sure it doesn't mean anything. Now look, when I lay down, look, there's two of me. Oh my god! <laughs> what? It's no big deal. Yeah, it's okay. It's cool. It's very cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so before we get into other stories, so we, you know, we've heard now this um, small list of famous. Uh, 
tales of these things? Like, what are you leaning, like, what, hearing that kind of stuff, what are you leaning towards? Like, what, what do you maybe think this stuff is? I don't know. Well, I, I mean. I don't know. I think, I don't know, because each one is a little different. Is it a demon? No, I think demons are stupid. I'm going to say <laughs> it. No. Like, is it a, is it a, a phantom or a ghost, like, changing its appearance to look like the person? No. Um, is it like some people think it might be, have to do with like death, that it's like a spirit of death, angel of death. I don't think it's a spirit or angel of death, but it might be death related in some cases. Is it like possibly like trickster entities or, or is it, or is it, is it possibly an ultra dimensional entity like putting on the appearance of a person like an egger suit <laughs> like an egger suit yes yeah yeah, yeah if, if anybody's <laughs> fans of men in black that's the it's a men in black reference it's a very hip a- reference M- not even not even true men in, the movie mib <laughs> M-I-B. <laughs> um yeah maybe like i think the ones where it looks like you but it acts weirdly is something Mm, I don't know, more so, malicious or extra dimensional or something pretending to be you, but I don't know what that is. Yeah. Alien or a spirit or an extra dimensional thingy. But then I think other times it is like you or a version of you, like either warning you about something like or a psychic just, projection or a projection or a rift in time. I think it can be. Di- I think it's different things. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of, I, I feel I a similar a way. Demon. I've never, I've never really thought about it long enough to really form like a coherent opinion. But I think that that's probably the best you're going to get is because because the phenomena seems to be different for different people. Mm-hmm. I think that it's it's very plausible that in some cases, yeah, like when it's like the evil twin type stuff. That does seem to me like that's something we could we can't say what you know we don't have enough information to say what, but that's something other than you, kind of like wearing your face mm-hmm. and trying to muck around and do things, get up to hijinks because there have, there have been instances where um, you know I, I read one that I don't think I was going to highlight, but you know guy comes home. And his wife is acting really weird, acting like scared of him. And he didn't know what was going on. And then she, she's like, we had a big fight. And you like, you got like, you know, kind of violent. And he was like, what are you talking about? I've been gone. Like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, you know? And so, um, yeah, that's more like, that's something pretending to be him and doing bad stuff, you know? But then, yeah, there's like these other ones where it's it's sort of like some weird manifestation of something like in your mind, like the, like the Shelley story. Something obviously was weighing on his mind, and his double appears and kind of puts the question to him. You know, right. like like how, you know how long are you gonna you know make yourself comfortable? Yeah. And not really, you know, do anything of worth or value. 
his higher self or yeah. you know yeah it's yeah. like yeah if we if we believe if if we want to believe in the concept that like your consciousness is like you know part of a quantum field entanglement with like some part of you that exists on the other side of that you know dimensional wall or door um is it possible then that that's his higher self that's in that other place dropping in to be like hey snap out of it you know moonstruck style you know snap out of it and tell him wake up change your life you know you want to have a different life change your life um but yeah some of them are just so odd some of them are just so so really and don't seem to have a purpose they're they're like inexplicable so yeah i'm 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 on the fence i'm i'm kind of dipping in you know a couple of different ideas just like you mm-hmm. so how about we do a reddit all right unless you had something else you wanted well, we to talk talked about. about emily saget too oh that's right yes 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 emily saget that's that's kind of everywhere we seem to look that's like the most yeah. famous story of, yeah. of a of a double of a doppelganger phenomenon talk about her yeah yeah go ahead tell us all right let tell us all about emily emily so this is from wikipedia emily saget she was born on january 3rd 1813 in dijon france love their mustard oh, um i prefer grape poupon you would <laughs> Uh, so she's supposed to have been a French teacher working in 1845 in a boarding school in Latvia who had the ability of bilocation. So this is calling it bilocation. The story was reported by three authors, Robert Dale Owen, the French astronomer Camille Flammarion, and the Russian parapsychologist Alexander Aksakov. Gesundheit. <clears throat> From one direct witness, Julie de Guldenstube. <laughs> <laughs> so the story takes place in 1845 in the Pensionat of Nouvelle, an institution under the superintendence of Moravian directors. There were in that year 42 young ladies, chiefly daughters of noble Livonian families. Among them, Mademoiselle Julie, second daughter of the Baron de Guldenstube, then 13 years of age, who tells the story. A new French teacher was hired that year, Mademoiselle Émilie Saget, a 32-year-old French lady from Dijon. She was of the northern type, a blonde with a very fair complexion, light blue eyes, chestnut hair, light, slightly above the middle size, and of slender figure. So you're telling me she was hot. Sounds like she was a hottie. <laughs> How could she be a blonde with chestnut hair? I'm hot for teacher. In character, she was amiable, quiet, and good-tempered, but of an anxious disposition and somewhat nervously excitable. A few weeks after she first arrived, the first rumors appeared. One student might have seen her in one place while another had met her elsewhere. One day, the governess was giving a lesson to a class of 13 students, including Julie de Guldenstube. <laughs> I just love saying that. <laughs> while she was writing on a blackboard, the young lady suddenly saw two Mademoiselle Saget, the one by the side of the other. They were exactly alike, and they used the same gestures, only that the real person held a bit of chalk in her hand and actually did write, while the double had no chalk and only imitated the motion. 
Soon after, one of the pupils, a Mademoiselle Ant Antonie de Rengel, was helped by Mademoiselle Saget. The young lady, happening to turn around and look in an adjacent mirror, perceived two Mademoiselle Saget hooking her dress. Over the months, similar phenomena were still re were still repeated. The double sometimes imitating the original exactly, and sometimes not. The most remarkable phenomenon occurred one day when the 42 students were assembled in the same room, engaged in embroidery in a spacious hall on the first floor of the principal building. Through the windows, the young ladies had noticed Mademoiselle Saget in the garden, gathering flowers, of which she was very fond. In the room sat another teacher in charge of the pupils. After a time, this lady had occasion to leave the room, and her armchair was left vacant. It remained so, however, for a short time only, for of a sudden there appeared seated in it the figure of Mademoiselle Saget. The young ladies immediately looked into the garden, and there she still was, engaged as before. Only they remarked that she moved very slowly and languidly, as a drowsy or exhausted person might. Again they looked at the armchair, and there she sat, silent and without motion. The students had become used to this, in a way, and two of the boldest students decided to get up and attempt to touch the apparition. They averred that they did feel a slight resistance, which they likened to that which a fabric, a fine muslin, or crepe would offer to the touch. One of the two then passed close in front of the armchair and actually threw a portion of the figure. The apparition did not respond to this or change position. At last it gradually disappeared, and then it was observed that Mademoiselle Saget resumed, with all her usual activity, her task of flower-gathering. The phenomenon continued throughout the whole time that Mademoiselle Saget retained her position at Nouvelle-Kidge. <laughs> what? Nouvelle-Kidge. Nouvelle-Kidge. And that's spelled differently than it was earlier. Nouvelle-Kidge. This is Nouvelle-Kidge. Anyway, I don't know. I'm not Latvian. Um, so it continued between 1845 and 1846. Eventually, parents began to worry about the strange events that their children told them. After 18 months, 12 students left out of 42. Due to this, Saget was asked to resign from her position. Upon being asked to do so, it is said that Saget responded by saying in the presence of Julie de Gulenstube, Ah, the 19th time! It is very, very hard to bear! <laughs> when asked what she meant by such an exclamation, she confessed that previous to her engagement at Nouvelke, she had been a teacher in 18 different schools, having entered the first one only 16 years of age. After she left, she went to live with a sister-in-law who had several quiet young children. Mademoiselle de Goulenstube, going to see her there, learned that the children, all around three or four years of age, all knew of it, being in the habit of saying that they saw two Aunt Emilies. Subsequently, she set out for the interior of Russia, and Mademoiselle de Goulenstube lost sight of her entirely. So we don't know what happened to her after that. She may have changed her name, so she could get a job at another school, or... Who knows what, but, uh, yeah, weird. The weird thing is, I think this, you know, double would appear, like, right next to her, imitating writing on the blackboard, but she never once saw this figure. Other yeah. people in the room would see it, but she never saw it. But she would, And then she would also feel very, like, tired and lethargic when it was happening, as if it was kind of draining energy from her. Yeah, so that, and that's why, like, I think it does, it does somewhat rightfully get lumped into more of a bilocation phenomena yeah. than a true doppelganger because I I get the feeling from the description of what would happen to her while the double was being observed is that it was being projected in some way from her. But it doesn't seem like she was trying to do it or she wanted it to happen clearly because yeah. it freaked people out. 
So what caused it to happen? That's another thing. Is there some outside force that's drawing this out of her? Or is it just something that's happening in her mind that she has no control over? Well, what strikes me is how young she is. Mm -hmm. Because she talks about she starts teaching when she's 16. Yeah. Which is like crazy young, which also means she's probably crazy smart. Right. And I mean, it doesn't seem like she has any other mental issues or odd behaviors. And here's the thing. For a a teenager to... She might be very intelligent, but to take on the responsibilities of, you know, a, a teacher or a some form of governess or whatever, that's got to be stressful. You know, you're now in charge of these 13 girls, you know, and, and teaching them. And, and back then in, in those schools and stuff, it's you're you're not just necessarily teaching them you know, reading, writing, arithmetic, you're also teaching them how to be proper young ladies, you're teaching them, you know, right from wrong, they're, you know, at a boarding school, you know, there's a little more to your job than just going in and, you know, uh, teaching them and then having them write papers or take tests or whatever. And is it possible that in her case, it was somehow connected to a poltergeist phenomena? Because in parapsychology, uh, poltergeist, you know, it's not like an actual ghost. Um, Some parapsychologists believe that poltergeists can stir up ghostly phenomena in a location, but it's not actually a a ghost. It's more like a ball of uh, psychic telekinetic energy that is being exuded or produced or generated by the person and typically in the majority of documented cases of poltergeist activity it's usually an adolescent boy or girl and they Mm -hmm. parapsychologists parapsychologists have theorized that it has something to do with the psychic turmoil of going through adolescence and puberty that for some people, the, that time period is so stressful and so antagonizing uh, that it stirs up something in them, and especially when they're creative people. That seems to also be part of it, is when they're really creative people, um, and but they don't seem to have like an outlet, you know, because that time of your life, you're not old enough to just go do things on your own necessarily. You know, you don't get to just you know, leave and, and do whatever you want, you know, you're, you're stuck in school, you're restricted by your parents, you can't, you know, you're maybe not old enough to drive yet, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that psychic turmoil and the creative energy has to have an outlet. And in the, the theory of poltergeist, the poltergeist is the outlet. That's like the, the release valve on this troubled person and but there's no control over what it what what it does Mm -hmm. the 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 person the subject of the phenomena can't control it can't command it it's going to do whatever it wants to do sometimes in some cases it seems to act out like if the person has a particular issue with a another person maybe it might target that person for things 
but it's not like the person can say, I want this to happen, right. and then that thing happens. Yeah. It's just maybe they have a target, and then all the books fly off that person's bookshelf. Mm-hmm. You know, or all the, um, you know, they're in the kitchen and all the plates, you know, come, come out of the cabinet. No. Stuff like that. So what if she is feeling stressed, she's, she's having these stressful experiences she's in a position of uh, authority and responsibility and as a young very young person maybe maybe that stirred a little something up you know and and you know maybe she you know she wants to be a teacher but maybe she wants a little more out of life and next thing you know uh, totally without her willing it she starts having this double appear at least from what people are telling her you know i see two of you or i saw you in the garden or whatever and that's going to just then even cause more stress to build and it's going to build and build and build until you get those experiences of you know she's it starts out where they're very close together but then you get to the phenomena where she's outside and it's inside and doing different things and you know and the only th- part of that because the the one um description like you talked about they it felt like touching like crepe paper or paper mache like fabric yeah or they said like cobwebs and then yeah inside when they yeah, reached it into like it it felt like cobwebs, cobwebs which uh somebody commented that uh that's interesting because that's sometimes what people report in haunting mm-hmm. phenomena you're in a, a location and it feels like you've walked through a cobweb, but there's no yeah. there's no actual physical cobwebs hanging down from the ceiling. Right. And so some people believe that that's possibly, um, if you want to get a little into the spiritualist realm, that that's sort of like an ectopl- ectoplasm. Uh, yeah, I don't know that I literally believe in ectoplasm, but that it's a substantial physical manifestation of a spiritual mm-hmm. phenomena. So it's interesting that that's what they report feeling yeah. when they try to touch the double. And that also then even more so leads me to believe that that's possibly a projection from her psyche, you know, of this double. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting that it almost plagued her. You know, she literally had to go from job to job because of the... You know, it caused so much of a distraction and embarrassment that, you know, she couldn't stay in one place and just be happy. Right. That's kind of... Yeah. It's kind of sad. I don't yeah. know, 19 times? 19 times. 19 times? <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. And she... Like, uh, you know... Mon Dieu. Like uh, David Banner from the Incredible Hulk style. She's got a swinger bag over her shoulder mm-hmm. and walk <laughs> away from camera down the lonely road. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> Just like that. Emily Smash. <laughs> yeah, one of the girls one day is like, it's your double. And she just hulks out. <laughs> You won't like me when I'm angry. (laughs) (laughs) 
but yeah, so that's like that's like the most well known, and doc, yeah. like you're talking multiple people, yeah, people saw this. reported mm-hmm. seeing this. You know, it wasn't just it's crazy. Uh, a but few people. What about people. those twelve lamos who left school because of it? Like, come on. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Mommy and dad. It's not like she was like doing anything creepy. Like her face wasn't peeling off or anything. I don't like it. I want to come home. <laughs> Can I have an iPad? I'm just trying to get out of school. My teacher has, has a doppelganger. <laughs> Tell us, Julie. Tell <laughs> us, what stupid. What did your teacher do? <laughs> well. Did she hit she you? She pretended to write she, on the chalkboard. Yes, and did she then strike you? Did she yell no. at you? No. Did she call you names? No. What did she do? She just pretended to write on the chalkboard, and then she disappeared. So, what, she ran away? Yeah, no, she just disappeared. Poop, she was gone. And Julie, poop, she was gone? <laughs> poop, she was gone. Mon dieu! <laughs> we are pulling you out of that <laughs> that school no, right Julie away. Julie stuck around. Julie was there to, like, Julie went to visit her after the fact. Julie was down to yes, clown. Julie was, <laughs> she was a good one. <laughs> Anywho, she, she was yeah. Julie was like a golden stoop does not run. <laughs> right. A golden stoop stay and fight. <laughs> I will fight on you, mistress. <laughs> okay. Then she built a barricade and had a revolution. Right. I don't know. I don't think so. This is in Latvia. Where even is Latvia? <laughs> Does he even have French accents in Latvia? I don't think so. I think Julie Gudenstub Gould- did. Julie <laughs> maybe. Um, she sounds Swiss. <laughs> so. All right. Well, I got a bunch of Reddit stories. All right. Well, do you want to do a Reddit story first and then do this one from the newspaper that I found? Okay. All right. All right. Hit us with okay. uh, hit us with some Reddit magic there, baby. So, this one I've been saving for a while. Uh, it's actually on the Glitch in the Matrix Reddit. Because if you go to the Doppelganger Reddit, all it is is I mean, people who do I look posting like? a picture of themselves <laughs> saying, who do I look like? All right, guys. Oh, my God. Do I have a doppelganger? Anybody know who I look like? All like, right, guys. Who do I look like? That's literally it. That's yeah. the Doppelganger Reddit. Like, give me a break. <laughs> give me a break. It should be like look-alike or... I don't know, celebrity double. Yeah, or, who's my who's my twin? Who's my twin, doppelganger. Yeah, whatever. That's what I'm, that's but, what I'm saying. But, like that's the that's yeah. the part of for me to be Stupid. crusty crusty old man for These a minute. Kids today. That's the part of social media that drives me nuts is how they take something that should be like it's like they they want to just drive all of the magic out of the world. Mm-hmm. They take something that should be like a scary, creepy, cool. Phenomena, which I thought I thought all these kids were into creepy pastas. No, you know, on, man. they should be they should be digging on doppelgangers. Right. But no, it's like, do I look like Brad Pitt, you guys? Do I look like Brad Pitt or Julia Roberts? I used to look like Celia Ward. In college, people told me I looked like Celia Ward. Okay, you're part of the problem. <laughs> Just saying. I never thought you looked like Celia Ward. What do you know? <laughs> I think I love Celia Ward. I thought you looked like Isabella Rossellini, right? Yeah. Well, that's nice too, <laughs> isn't it? 
Yeah. She's beautiful. She's Italian. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Celia Ward can go suck eggs. I like Celia Ward. (laughs) Celia Ward, if you're listening, I love you. And I could totally play your daughter or younger sister. You know who I, you know who I got, you know, from people that I looked like? Brad Pitt. No. One of the little characters in the Guess Who game. (laughs) That's... That's who everybody. There was a there was a guy <laughs> with a little red goatee. I had a goatee at the what time, was his name? and he was bald. I can't remember you can't for the life of me. Can't even remember your doppelganger's name. No, I think it was. I think it was like Doug or something <laughs> Doug. or Dan. But but yeah yeah that's that's what I got. You're oh you're the guess who guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, if you go on the glitch in the matrix Reddit, there are tons of doppelganger stories and like some of them yeah you have to go to like the paranormal page yeah, or the yeah. glitch in the matrix High strangeness. page yeah but tons of people have had these experiences so this one is kind of a combination of a glitch and a doppelganger not sure what it is it's a glitchy ganger a glitchy ganger <laughs> we go we go get glitch. we gonna get that there glitchy ganger <laughs> next on mountain monsters <laughs> the, the guys travel to west virginia to get the glitchy ganger <laughs> We gonna get, get them. Get bitch. that some bitch. <laughs> I'm gonna put a can of whoop ass on him. <laughs> yeah, boy. So this is called glitch at the hospital, and it's a hospital one, which I think are always good. Posted by Icy Obligation. <laughs> that's, that sounds that's like creepy. a that sounds like a prostitute that's had enough. <laughs> Icy Obligation. <laughs> Yeah, she's, I'm icy obligation. She, she's over it. What do you she, want? She's yeah. <laughs> she's like that the woman from that meme where she's like, "You got any cigarettes?" And they're like, "No, we don't smoke." And she's like, "Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> That's like the obligation. <laughs> may I? <laughs> yes, you may. Okay. Years ago, I was working nights as a phlebotomist. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> a phlebotomist, a person who draws your blood in a hospital. There was this doctor who was notorious for ordering recurrent tests incorrectly. He would order a single draw when he really needed a serial draw 90% of the time. But because one in, ten, one in ten times he really wanted a single, you always had to check with him. This night happened to be at the start of daylight savings. So at 1.59 a.m., the clocks would turn to 3 a.m. instead of 2 at about 1.30, I get an order on my screen from this doctor. It was I was the only phleb on nights and worked with two techs. I sighed and showed them, look, Dr. X ordered this test again. I'll see if he's on the floor and if he really wants this or the serial draw. I went up to the floor and he was at the nurse's station. I remember it so clearly because he was wearing plaid, black, and yellow skinny pants under his white coat. I couldn't stand the guy and I thought his loud, ugly pants just drew attention to his loud, ugly personality. I walked up to him and said, hey, I just got this order for XYZ patient. Did you mean to order the three serial draws? He was dismissive and said something like, of course I did. Can you just draw three? I, of course, cannot just come poke a patient three different times without orders. So I asked him if he could reorder it and I'd go back to the lab to print the stickers and come right back to do the first draw. I drew a couple of patients quickly, knowing he'd take a few minutes to get the order in, rode the elevator back to the lab and checked my computer. It was 158. And the orders were, were there, so I printed them and stuck my specimens in the centrifuge while they printed. 
I pulled the labels off the printer and looked closely and realized he had ordered the single draw again. I pulled up the order code, wrote it down for him, and went back to the floor to just ask him to order this exactly. When I got to the floor, he was standing exactly where he was when I had come up the first time, wearing plain black pants. I assumed some bodily fluid had forced him to change, and I knew he was going to be really annoyed when I asked him to reorder the labs. By now, it was definitely past 1.59, so the clocks were reading three-something. I asked him if he could reorder the test. He was totally pleasant and not at all frustrated that I was asking him again. I asked him if room 2008 had thrown up on him or something, and if that's why he had changed. He then seemed offended and was like, what are you talking about? No, I pissed myself. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, sorry to offend. When I came up earlier, you had on yellow pants, so I assumed something happened. He scoffed at me and said, I've been wearing these all night. I don't own yellow pants. You must be confused. I'm thinking he's being weird and should just admit he got puked on, but whatever. Go back to the lab, (laughs) print the orders, and finally draw the patient. I stop to talk to one of the nurses for a moment on my way back down, and she says something like, I saw you talking to Dr. X. He's being weird tonight, right? And she seemed kind of shaken. I said, yeah, he was wearing those hideous pants and then tried to pretend he wasn't. She told me he walked into a room on one side of the wing, wearing the yellow pants right before the time change, and then walked out seconds later from the other side of the wing wearing black. Right? I was weirded out, went back down to the lab where the techs asked me where the samples were for the patients I had drawn after the first Dr. X, after first asking Dr. X to reorder. I opened the centrifuge I had left them in and they weren't in there. The orders showed that the labels had never been printed, and when I apologetically went to redraw the patients, they had no idea who I was and didn't have cotton and tape on their arm from when I'd drawn them earlier. I still have absolutely no explanation for this. It appears that everything between first receiving the incorrect order and returning to ask him to reorder for the second time never happened. The text didn't remember me showing them that he had ordered incorrectly the first time or anything. The only reason I didn't check into a psychiatric facility was the nurse who corroborated my story. We hardly knew each other at the time, but we like trauma. But we like trauma bonded over the experience and have talked about it so many times. So, and she said it was weird that it coincided with daylight savings starting. This is completely a societal construct. Nothing actually happens when we move the clock. So what the heck? I still get chills when I think or talk about it. So wait a second. So the the blood vials were gone. Yeah. Das Vampir. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Pretending to be Dr. X. It could be. Hello, I'm Dr. X. But would a vampire wear yellow and black plaid pants? Why not? <laughs> I would love for you to draw three vials <laughs> from each patient. Expeditiously, please. The sun is coming up. <laughs> oh boy. Doctor, you weird. <laughs> I know, isn't it scrumptious? <laughs> that is a cool story. Like, I think it's interesting that, you know, uh, like, the, that that's interesting to me, like, because of the interaction, you know? It's like when she approached him the first, like she never knew anything was amiss, mm-hmm. you know. And then there's even a question like, okay, is it a doppelganger? Is it a time slip? But it didn't just happen to her. Right. It happened to at least one other person. Right. You know, and that one other person was like, well, yeah, like I totally remember all this. Like what yeah. the hell's going on? But then the blood's gone and everything. Yeah. So it's like a combination, like glitch doppelganger like everything weird. everywhere all at once it happened <laughs> that's, that's what i hear yep 
so the first story that I uh, have is not from Reddit. Um, I found this poking around on the old googly. Uh, this is an article from an article from the Columbus Dispatch from May 26th, 2010, uh, written by a, a fellow named Jason Offutt. And the article was titled, Couples Doppelgangers Are Found in Their Own Home. So this is the story of a, a guy named Daniel Natal. Um, so they're fr- now, this is going to be a little bit different than classic doppelganger. I just want to preface. Um, but the, the story is super interesting because it grows into a true doppelganger experience. And that I, th- I thought that was like, you don't see a lot of those kind of stories where it starts as like one phenomena and then morphs into the other like that, especially with doppelganger stories. Usually it's just, oh, I saw me, that was it, and then, you know, maybe some bad stuff happened, whatever. Um, So the first incident, incident, Daniel's aunt heard him call to her from somewhere in the house. She walked room to room, but he was not in the house at all. And very sim- it starts very small. That's a very small uh, incident. Uh, just the aunt, she hears him. Uh, immediately reminded me of your sister Laura's house. Mm-hmm. Um, because they had a mimic. Totes and um, You know, which, I mean, if you think about it, like, you know, there is something to, like, can you differentiate? You know, is it a, a, a ghost mimicking someone? Or is it an audio doppelganger type somehow thing you know um the second incident happens when uh, one of daniel's cousins has the same experience as the aunt did he hears daniel call from an upstairs room uh and this is where it gets kind of creepy uh apparently the cousin hears daniel saying over and over again in here in here in here right Mm. and he realizes he follows the sound of the voice daniel calling for him he follows it to the bedroom one of the upstairs bedrooms and it's coming from the closet in the bedroom (laughs) don't go in there in here (laughs) in here right um so the cousin does the thing that you never do. Oh, like that's immediate back out of the room. Uh, that, yeah. That's nope. Nope. No thank you. Out. Yep. <laughs> um but he opens the closet door. Of course. And nothing. There's nobody. He literally is standing there hearing it call to him from inside the closet. Mm. And he opens the door and there's nobody in there. He then goes back down through the house and finds Daniel playing basketball outside. Um, Six months later, Daniel gets a phone call from a friend. An old friend, uh, I believe they were like living in Iowa. And Daniel, you know, he's like really happy to hear from from this girl. Uh, He's like, oh, hey, great to hear from you. What's going on? 
And she's like, uh, you know, what do you mean? Uh, we were just talking a minute ago, and I had to, like, do something, and then I, I'm calling you right back. And he's like, he has no idea what she's talking about. He's like, I haven't spoken to you in eight months. And he keeps trying to tell her, like, oh, maybe it was somebody that sounded like me. And she's like, no, I spoke to you for 20 minutes. Like, oh. it was you. Um, so they both get a little freaked out about that. Then years go by uh, without any incidents. Um, but then, so years later, Daniel is with his cousins. They take a trip to like another city. Um, here they, they live in uh, Philadelphia. They take a trip to another city and his wife is still in, in Philadelphia. She is walking down a sidewalk in Center City, Philadelphia. And from behind her, she hears Daniel call to her and he even uses a nickname that he calls her and when she turns she thinks that he came home early somehow he you know he came he knew i was going to be down here and he came down to 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 meet up with me and find me she turns around and well sorry i skipped ahead a little bit she hears him call her he uses the nickname she feels his hand on her shoulder And she turns, and there's no one there. The next nearest person to her is 50 yards away. Nice. Right? So it's it's as if it's like after these these years go by, it's like it's growing. Yeah. It's gaining strength Mm. and manifesting differently, right? Don't mind my flipping. So... So they move. They move from Philly. They move to a place in South Carolina. It follows. One morning, Daniel gets poked awake in bed. He doesn't open his eyes right away. He's like, let me sleep. He's trying to... Hey, 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 hey. (laughs) He's trying to get get a few extra Zs. He gets poked again. So this time, he opens his eyes to be like, "What? you know, what? And he opens his eyes, and there's nobody right there. But he sees his wife standing in the bathroom, and she's giggling. Well, here's the the kicker. He's like, my wife doesn't giggle. She never giggles. Never giggles. But the woman she's seeing in the bathroom is giggling. So that's cre- that's like Evil Dead. That's like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> you know, kind of weird shit. Um, and, and, you know, if that was me, like I would not immediately think necessarily paranormal. But I know if you were doing that, and then I looked up, and you were like, you know, like peeking around the corner or whatever, and like, <laughs> I would be like, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> You know, like, uh, <laughs> I know what I'm doing later on, <laughs> but but and, he, and when he sees her in there, like, after like his brain processes this, he's like, Wait a second, my wife doesn't do that, whatever that's doing. And then he's like, Not only that, but the, in the amount of time from when I felt the poke and I like turned over to be like, What? Like, there's no way she could cross that distance that I would have seen her like running into the bathroom. Like, not just standing in there giggling at me. So he actually, he kind of did, I don't know if it's smart or dumb, 
he basically thought, you know what, I'm not going to acknowledge that this. Mm-hmm. So he just rolls over and like gets himself back to sleep. Like he's like, I'm just going to stay here and I'm just going to like pretend this never happened. Okay. Um, he then, but he still got up uh, and asked his wife, uh, you know, if any of that had happened. She said she hadn't been upstairs in hours. Um, so that's, and then the, the, the newest event after that was the winter of 2010. It's 3 a.m. The phone rings, but the phone sounds like an old bell telephone. It's not like the newer electronic ring. It's an Mm -hmm. old like bell style ringer. And he sits up like after like the fourth ring, like he initially gets woken up. He's like, God, who's calling at like 3 a.m. And then like as he's sitting up on the fourth ring, he's like, wait a second. That doesn't sound anything like our phone. As he sits up and when it rings the fourth time, he hears someone answer the phone. And it's his voice. That's weird. So I thought that was total creepsville. Because that's like... That's weird. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you hear you hear about these doppelganger events, but they're like... It, it's like many times it's a once and done, or it's the case of uh, Emily Saget, where it's like more like a bilocation, and it's happening repeatedly, but it's not necessarily... Like, when they would see her double, she's just sitting in a chair, just staring straight right. ahead, which can be creepy, but it's not like... You're not like worried mm-hmm. like unless it like looks straight at you like it, if if it was a horror movie they'd have her staring straight ahead and then at the last second like would turn to look at the observer you know like right. you know but the but none of that happened none of the yeah. gr- like the a lot of the girls left the school but Lamos. it's like more disturbing than than yeah. frightening right this guy is having like consistent phenomena happen where this thing is mimicking other people's voices then appears to him as his wife and interacts with him after having physically interacted with his wife mm-hmm. you know and then until you know finally it's like making other sounds and things occur and you know, it's like a, an escalation over time, and it all seems to be centered around him. Yeah. You know, so that's that was what struck me about that story. Hmm. So, do you have uh, do you have the uh, our next Reddit entry? You bet it, I do. No, no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's going to be your catchphrase. You bet it. No, no. I am Reddit to go. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> no, no, I'll work on it. Okay. So this was posted by Border Jumper123. Uh evil doppelganger matrix glitch question <laughs> mark. Now so the way this is written, it does sound like perhaps their native language is not English, just to preface, because some of it sounds a little Yeah. So, okay, this bizarre experience just happened three days ago, and although I didn't witness it, I was directly involved. Trust me, it's worth reading. 
Yesterday, my fiancé called me saying she had the day off and that she wanted to hang out in my apartment in the afternoon. I told her to visit me after 5 p.m. because I was in town nearby. I was running late, and on top of that, I got a flat tire on my way home. The trip seemed slower than normal. I didn't get home until about 5.30. My fiancé's car was outside, but she wasn't inside. Uh, in the car, I guess. I went ahead and opened the door of my apartment. To my surprise, she was sitting oddly in my living room. I asked her how did she get inside, if perhaps I left the door opened because I hadn't given her a spare key. She completely freaked out and told me that I received her, and how the F did I went outside and changed my clothes. I live in a second floor with one single front entrance, and she was sitting by it. She started crying and yelling that the joke wasn't funny. While crying, she claimed that I received her and opened the door aggressively and distant. I normally receive her with kisses and grabbing her butt. <laughs> she says that it, I, told her that I just woke up from a nap in a deeper than normal voice and that my eyes seemed irritated and red. When she asked the other me why my car wasn't parked, it told her to sit down and walk toward the restroom. Seconds later, she says she heard a car parking, which was me parking. She didn't know that. She freaked out when she saw me walk in the entrance, dressed up in a sports jacket, because just minutes ago she claims I was walking towards the restroom, barefoot, wearing an old blue soccer jersey. She thought it was some kind of joke until she saw me freak out and told her I wasn't playing a joke. Mysteriously enough, today I noticed that the old blue soccer jersey is gone. Uh, my fiancé hates everything related to mystery and horror and wouldn't play with something like that. She's completely freaked out and doesn't want to return to my apartment and sees me oddly ever since. I might end up telling her it was a joke if she stays affected. I myself have had weird experiences, but never like this. Only plausible explanation might be a doppelganger or perhaps some kind of matrix glitch where it was another me. I do know some people claiming to see me in places when I was never there, both in my hometown and in the city I'm currently living, but those four people claim seeing me from a distance. I'm even considering that person exists, but how alike does he have to be for my fiancé to confuse us? And what are the chances of him stalking me in a different country? I did used to wear that jersey a lot. Perhaps another me? So that one's weird. Fooled you. <laughs> you know. Like, all right. I, I just wanted to forget about all of this. Oh. Fooled you. So this is weird, too. So there's a... Uh, um, so update. Uh, just a little update and more details. My gear, girl clearly says it, the other me... Uh, walked into the restroom which has a tiny window that opens about five inches i went into the restroom minutes after the incident and the window was intact meaning whatever it was it wasn't physical and couldn't get out also i told my brother and he decided to stay with me a couple days since he likes all this the only thing out of normal is that one time early in the morning he saw me watching tv for a couple seconds blinked and it other me wasn't there all of this while i was out of town i talked to my mother and found another experience that might be related as a newborn in the hospital, the wrong baby was given to my mother not one, but three times. My mother only knew this because she dressed and fed me every day. Also, as a five-year-old, my mom claims I was playing in a park, and there was a creepy-looking boy with different clothes exactly like me. She freaked out, but thought it was just her mind playing games, since it dissipated into nothing. Same experience as a 12-year-old in a soccer game. I found it curious that my mom had similar experiences. I'm honestly not scared, just very curious. Yeah, see, that that to me, like... That's weird. Maybe that is something that's been, like, following him since birth. Like, but what? Or I, I lean more towards that he's... That somehow he's dimensionally 
out of phase. Mm-hmm. That it's him and then an alternate him from a different dimension. Mm-hmm. Because the fact that he was, I think that I think that they're like cross phasing into each other's realities. You know, which I, I'm not saying that that's not doppelganger because we don't really know what doppelgangers really are. So there easily could be cases where that's what's going on, mm-hmm. is it's a, a time-space uh, slippage. But I, it sounds to me like he's phasing into the other's reality and the other is phasing into this reality, and they keep, like, cross-phasing because the fact that he's with the girlfriend in the car, right? No. Oh, I thought, I thought he, like... No, he pulled up and saw her car there. Oh, I thought he was like had seen her just prior to that. No, he was uh, uh, he was in a nearby town and told her to come over around five, but he was running late. So he pulls up and sees her car there, but she's not in her car. So he's like, "Where is she?" And she's already in his apartment. And she's like, "He's uh, like, how did you get in here?" Oh uh, yeah, for some reason I got in my head that 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 was like there were two girlfriends too. I don't know why I thought that, but <laughs> I do. <laughs> I, I do. I was listening. I was listening, but I just I just thought that <laughs> I had heard something about that. No. So one but, girlfriend, two guys. But yeah, I think I think that they <laughs> that they're they're crossing over. Yeah. You know? Or as a commenter says, uh, you know, one day you'll find your jersey and put it on for the memories. You'll have had an argument with your girlfriend and gone out for drinks. The next day while napping, you'll hear a knock at the door and let in your disconcertingly peppy and happy girlfriend grumpily you tell her you were sleeping and go off to the bathroom to wash your face and wake up a bit when you come out your girlfriend will be gone and later when you speak to her she'll claim she was never there that day time streams crossing that's all possibly that could be possibly it reminds me of that story we talked about what on our first episode of the guy uh Mm -hmm. and he's he's uh Talking about how the girlfriend showed up all pissed off yeah. and came in and got all yeah, her storms off. shit and left. And then he's like watching her, the taxi pull down the street. And then here she, she comes does. grabbing him from behind. Yeah. Like it never happened. Like it never happened. And mm-hmm. she's wearing different clothing. You know, that reminds me of that. Like it's mm-hmm. something's out of sync. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, very cool. Very, yeah. very cool. Um. So my first uh, Reddit one, um, I found this on uh, Ranker.com. They had a a little list. Um, This is titled, A Fast Food Joint Full of Doppelgangers. Wow. And this is from Redditor Shutterspook. We had problems with doppelgangers at a fast food joint that I worked at. I had two separate sightings myself. First... My general manager comes to tell me in drive-thru and the register person to clean the lobby, then goes to the restroom. So the register person and I come up with a plan and wait for her to come out. We see her walk out of the restroom, walk by us, and walk into the lobby. We go to catch her, and no one's there. We turn around, and she's just walking out of the bathroom. We tell her what we saw, but she didn't believe us. Second event, manager and I are in the prep area. One of the girls who is working up front walks back and right into the walk-in cooler. After about five minutes of waiting, the manager asked me to go in and check on her. I open the walk-in door. There is no one in there. Mm 
As I'm trying to explain this to my manager, the girl in question walks into the prep area from the front. Needless to say, the manager believed me and finally believed what had happened in the first sighting. Hmm. So that, you know, that's... Mm-hmm. Like, because you don't imagine that to happen at, like, your workplace. Right. You know? And so here he's saying the first time, well, it's just him him, and, you know, the, the other guy. It's probably, they're probably kids. You know, the other person's working the register. So the manager is like, you know, oh, stop, stop playing around. You know, stop making stuff up, you know. Yeah. But then the second time, it's a different manager. And they both watch this girl walk into the freezer <laughs> and never come out. Yeah. And then he's like, go check on her, you know, make sure nothing fell on her head, you know, right? And right. he goes in, nobody's there. And then here she comes. And even the manager's then like, what the F? So I thought that was kind of cool. That's kind of cool. This one's cooler. <laughs> Challenge. <laughs> Hosted by KTEL. Down at KTEL Records. <laughs> Doppelganger wife mystery. I'm posting this here because I'm truly confused by what I experienced. Last Friday, October 4th, that was not last Friday, I was doing chores around the house when I got a call from my wife. I pick up and she tells me that she's pulling into the carport and if I could come outside and bring in the groceries. I tell her that I will and go outside to see her talking to someone on her cell phone. She doesn't acknowledge me except for reaching for the door and popping the trunk. I go around the back of the car and lift the trunk, only to discover that there's nothing there. I close the trunk, look in the back seat of the car, but there's nothing there either. I try to get my wife's attention, but to no avail. She is totally absorbed in her conversation and doesn't even look up. I'm pretty mad at this point, but I figure that I'll wait until she comes inside to ask her what that was all about. About five minutes later, I was impatiently waiting inside to express my frustration. She comes in the front door holding two bags of groceries. I ask her where they were where they were at in the car, and she looks at me in confusion. I tell her about the phone call and what happened afterwards, but she is confused and astounded. She tells me that she had just pulled up and had not called me because there were only two bags and they weren't that heavy. She said that she had not been on the phone with anyone and this was the first time she had seen me today. I could see that she was speaking sincerely and was just as confused as I was. I've never experienced anything like this and want to know if something like this has happened to any of you. If any of you are wondering, my wife is not a fan of practical jokes, and her doppelganger, if that's what it was, was wearing the same green blouse that my wife had on when she came inside. Update. Like unsolved mysteries. <laughs> update. We've got an update. I spoke with my neighbor, who lives two houses down in our cul-de-sac, because he has our surveillance camera that shows the front of our house. I told him that I wanted to see if there was anything out of the ordinary happening in front of my house around 4 to 4.30 on the afternoon of October 4th. He was a little surprised but by my request, but agreed to review the footage. He let me into his house and clicked on the file for Friday the 4th. We were looking at the footage, and nothing weird appears until 4.17 p.m. We're both looking at a peaceful, sunny scene, nothing out of the ordinary, but suddenly the image cuts out. The neighbor is about to hit keys on his computer, but I ask him to wait. There's no image, nothing, for 11 minutes. Suddenly the image comes back, and we're seeing the front of his house, and we see my wife's car drive by. My wife gets out of the car and grabs the groceries and heads to our front door. The neighbor turns and looks at me quizzically. He has questions. Did I make his equipment malfunction? How did I do it? Was I wasting his time? I told him that I didn't do anything, and I don't know, any, I don't know why his surveillance file cut out like that. I thanked him for letting me see the file and showed myself out. Um... 
I think that the, I think that the doppelganger effect affected the CCTV footage and the absence of images was due to its arrival at my house. The camera starts working again as soon as the doppel car disappears and my wife shows up. I told my wife what the footage showed and she is shaken because she can't make sense of what happened and worries what it means. I do too. Update 2. <laughs> A neighbor of ours came to see my wife yesterday. She is friendly and usually will make small talk with my wife if they see each other out front. As I chatted in the living room, she was a bit hesitant and pensive. It was clear she had something on her mind. My wife gently asked her if everything was all right, and the neighbor blurted out that she was agitated by something she had seen on a security video. We were both surprised because we didn't know she had she had surveillance equipment installed in her home. Oh yes, you know I live alone and my children insisted that I have the cameras for my safety as well as a home alarm. She went on to explain that she usually doesn't even look at the security footage, but she had an Amazon order that had been delivered, according to Amazon, and went missing from her front door. She was reviewing the footage to see who had taken it. She looked worried, like she wasn't sure if she should go on, but she sighed deeply and told us what had upset her. I was reviewing the tape and saw something I can't explain. I was looking at footage from when the package went missing, on October 4th. <laughs> the same day. I was hoping to catch the thief in the act and report him or her to the police. She stopped, but it was clear that she was burdened by something and desperately wanted to tell someone. I saw something impossible. It was me taking the package. I saw myself approach my front door from the side, grab the box, and walk out toward the street. My wife and I looked at each other, and I had a strange feeling where this was going. This was about three in the afternoon, and it couldn't have been me. I was watching my grandchildren at my son's house. I just don't know what to think. I asked if there was any chance that it was somebody else, a sister maybe? She said she had no siblings and that although the footage had been a little grainy and distorted, she could clearly make out that it was her. My wife hugged her and told her about what I had experienced and what we thought it might be. So you don't think I'm going senile? I was afraid I was losing my mind. My children would have started pushing for me to live in an assisted living community again. Yikes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's it, Mom. You're going back to the home. No, really. The neighbors saw a doppelganger, too. Right, right. Get in the car. Get in the car, Mom. <laughs> we told her we believed her and that she shouldn't worry about going senile. I asked if we could look at the video file, and this is where things get even weirder. She started wringing her hands nervously and shaking. That's just it. The file is bad. I tried to open it again once I decided to tell somebody, but today I can't get it open. Get in the car, Mom. <laughs> Don't make us use the restraints again. Uh, um, so, yeah, so he goes on to say we looked at her appliances and checked to see if there was uh, any carbon monoxide present, but everything was in good working order. <laughs> I swear it was there. I swear. So. You believe me, don't you? <laughs> yeah, that's a weird one, huh? Yeah, that, I mean, that sounds, if, if true, that sounds like uh, the whole neighborhood, like, had a crossover moment. Yeah. You yeah, know? Definitely. Um, because the, the idea that, you know, the, the footage would cut out, and then the neighbor is seeing herself, you know, and, and all this kind of stuff. It mm -hmm. seems like the whole neighborhood may have temporarily crossed points, you know, yeah. in space and time. Definitely. Um, yeah, that's, uh, 
that's that's a bit of an odd one. That that's mm-hmm. the first one I've heard where it's like there's multiple yeah. experiences in one location. But then it also caused weird video disturbances, like like something paranormal, like ghosty. In this small cul de sac in suburbia, time and space are about to fold in on themselves and bring horrors unimagined. New from Dimension Films, October 4th. (laughs) Get in the car, Mom. Get in the car. Okay, so I have, for my last one for this episode, um, I have one that uh, was posted by Hemu Lu, and it's called Creepy Story About Seeing My Dad's Doppelganger. Uh, Now, the English in this is a little broken, so I'm going to kind of paraphrase and, you know, fill in for some of the grammatical errors. Um, He says, this happened when I was eight years old. I saw my dad in the bathroom drying himself after a shower. But the problem is that he was supposed to be at the office at that time. So I asked him, dad, when did you come home? He didn't say anything. I asked again and he closed the bathroom door in my face. I left the room and didn't think much about it 20 minutes later mom gave me and my little brother lunch so the three of us mom me my little brother sat down to eat lunch i asked mom why aren't we waiting for dad she laughed and said why would we he's going to come home tonight i told her but dad is home and then explained to her what happened we searched the entire house but couldn't find him. Creepy, right? After eating, me and my little brother fell asleep. Mom stayed awake to watch TV. I woke to my mom's screaming. I rushed to look for her, found her in front of the bathroom door. She hugged me and couldn't talk. I looked at the bathroom. It was empty. I asked mom what happened. She said she saw dad. Dad was there. But why would he have appeared to her out of nowhere? She asked him when did he come home and said she saw the thing that looked like dad make a horrible, creepy face. So she screamed. And in no time I was there and... That's when the thing disappeared. Later, Dad came home at night, and we told him everything. He says, I don't remember what we did after that, but eventually we moved out. Hmm. So, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, to me, that's like, uh, you know, that's on the, the... evil twin side of things like that's where you know the the kid sees him and then you know tells the mom and the mom you know it's oh it's kid stuff like no no dad's at work don't worry about it and then next thing you know later that night mom sees him and mom doesn't just see him but he acknowledges her presence Mm -hmm. 
and makes some kind of creepy face. Like, you know, I imagine like the movie Smile. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, and it's so frightening to her. She like screams and wakes the kids up, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that to me is like that was something other than dad. Oh, yeah. Wearing dad's face. Egg or soup. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And the kid runs out, Mom, WTF. WTF, mate. <laughs> All right, I can't pick just one. So I have, uh, like, three short ones. Doppelganger Dog, posted by Kinchin. This happened a few years ago. I was in high school at the time, and I frequently stayed up late playing video games in the basement while everyone in the house, except for my brother, would be asleep. My dog came down the stairs and sat next to me while I was playing, which was pretty unusual as she typically spent the late hours in my brother's room. All bedrooms were on the third floor of the house. After around an hour, I decided it was time to go to bed, so I gave her a kiss on the head and tried to get her to come up with me. She looked at me but just rested her head back on the couch and stayed down there. I went into my brother's room as soon as I got upstairs to say goodnight. He always stayed up extremely late. I knock on his door, then he comes to unlock it and let me in. I see my dog sitting right there on his bed. I said, wait, how long has she been in here? She was just downstairs with me for over an hour. And my brother said, what are you talking about, dude? She's been in here for the last three hours. I went back to the basement and there was nothing down there. What the hell did I kiss on the head in my basement? (laughs) It was a three-story house and we only had one dog. Weird. Yep. Um, okay. Next. Oh, there's just so many. Um... Um, um, okay, let's do, oh, let's do, let's do this one. Saw a doppelganger of a friend who was doing exactly what we saw him doing, only 30 miles from where we were. Posted by Empress Cheryl. My life has been full of Matrix glitches, but this one is cool to share for a first submission. When I was 25, my fiancé of the time was driving me home from a lunch date we had. As we drove down a main road in our hometown, we both saw a friend of mine walking down the sidewalk with a bunch of dry cleaning slung over his shoulder. There was no mistaking who it was. We both knew it was him instantly. As we got next to him, I rolled down the window and yelled his name. He just kept walking. My fiancé drove past and did a quick U-turn to go back. As we drove towards him, he just disappeared. Freaked us both out really bad. We drove home and I called my friend's home number and to my surprise, he answered. I told him what we saw, including telling him about the dry cleaning and what he was wearing. It turned out he had just got home from picking up his dry cleaning and was wearing the exact outfit I described. That scared him too, but he thought it was all so cool that we saw his doppelganger. We surmised that his disappearance from where we were where we were coincided with him arriving home where he actually was at the time, thirty miles away. Fascinating. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's a good one too. I'll have to save it. Um, yeah, we're going to do another Reddit episode, you know, eventually, so. Oh, where did that one go? Yeah, I know. Well, I've got lots of doppelganger ones. Now, I just... Oh, it went away. Well, I'll have to find that one. Oh, here we are. No, here we are. Okay. So this is a really short one. When she talks about X, I think it means her now X, but at the time it was her boyfriend. So, one night, I woke up to seeing my ex crouching in the closet. The closet was open and in full view of the bed. Of course, I asked him what the hell he was doing in the closet. He just kept smiling like crazy and talking really sweetly to me, saying it was fun. Girl, get out of there. That's R. Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) It was fun, and I should come in too. I kept telling him no, he needed to just come back to bed. And then after a few minutes, my ex walked into the bedroom from the bathroom, asking who I was talking to. Mr. Closet X disappeared, and I never saw him again. But a lot of other weird crap happened in that house. Well, that's that's very similar to the other story, like mm-hmm. of uh, of Daniel, Daniel Natal, you know, in here, mm-hmm. in here, you know, like trying to. That's those are those, that weirds me out a little bit when they're like trying to lure you yeah. somewhere. I find that like highly questionable. Like, yeah. what? Okay, what are you? You know, you're not you're not a phantom. You know, yeah. you're not a you're not a a psychic projection. What are you, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's the subject of doppelgangers. It's, it's weird, weird, wild shit. Um, you know, so, so, you know, what do you think, honey? What's, what's something, what's a feeling about this that, that, you know, can kind of tie a bow around this for you? Like, what do you feel about the, the whole phenomena? Like, do you think it's well, real? Do you think it really oh, happens? Yeah, I think it really happens. And I've heard lots of stories, too, of, like, people, you know, will be on a, you know, driving down the street, and they'll see someone, like, dressed very, you know... Distinctly. Distinctly, yeah. walk by, and then, like, two blocks later, they'll see the same person. Like, <laughs> it's impossible. I don't know. Like, there's so many stories people having these weird experiences and i think it like it's one of the creepier experiences to have like if you just see a ghost of some random person whatever but if you see yourself or someone that you know shouldn't be there or like a duplicate of someone i think that's really disturbing yeah yeah and like because i've even then read stories like um you know where uh they the family like somebody a relative sees the doppelganger and there's some instances where the actual then per- they're like they're like you know I'm just making it up Frank Frank get in here yeah come here you know and then the subject of the doppelganger like tries to like observe and and the doppelganger like almost like flees like mm-hmm. walks away quickly yeah like it doesn't want them to see them yeah you know weird stuff like that so it, I it's think just- it's especially creepy because like a ghost would be scary but you know it's a ghost an alien would be scary but you know it's an alien but this is like what is it yeah you don't know what it is <laughs> yeah is and it, and i mean yeah. you know it's sometimes it's fun to imagine what you would do in situations but mm. i i have to my I freak out my, like, my imagine my imagination would be like if i if there was a knock at the door and i opened the front door and i was standing on the other side of the screen door it just feels the, so wrong. The first thing out of my mouth would be, "What the fuck are you?" <laughs> like, like honestly, yeah. that would be my initial reaction. I'd be, "Nope." What the and yeah? Slamming that door. What the fuck are you? Because you are not a person, and you're not, not me. Not me. What is happening? What are you? You right. know. If there was anyone else, it could make sense, but that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you know, and then and then you have sometimes there's like phenomena like um, similar to um, I know that uh, you know. Uh, on uh, Wellhouse Exorcism, they covered black-eyed children, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. And there's been stories like that of doppelgangers that are like, let me in, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, 
Uh, no. <laughs> no, thank no, thank you. you. Not interested. Mm-hmm. I gave, gave it the office. The office. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, it's creepy, creepy, creepy stuff. Uh, makes your skin crawl. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I've had a lot of fun talking about it. Uh, I think you've had a lot of fun, would you say? It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, so um, so we'll figure out something for our next episode. We don't know. We kind of, you know. Who knows? We play it by ear. Usually we record our episode, and then, like, the next day we're like, hey, what do you want to do for the next one? Let's throw out some ideas. See, and people can email us yeah. what they want to hear. I want to do uh, dreams. I know you've been wanting to do dreams. Uh, triangles, as in Bermuda, Alaskan, that one in New England that I can never remember. Bridge, yeah, bridge, Bridgewater. Bridgewater, Bridgewater Triangle. Yeah. I'm actually, I would I would love to do, like, something really off the wall at some point, like werewolves or vampires. Um, it's, it, it's, you know, some people are like, oh, that's like, you know, but there's, like, weird stories out there that, you know, are kind of inexplicable, mm-hmm. you know. And not, yeah, obviously, like, maybe true vampires or things like that aren't, you know, aren't real they're not honey (laughs) but they're not but there's instances of like um strange cases of i i know it's one of the things like oh i'm a i'm a psychic vampire you know right i'm an energy vampire but there are stories out there of people coming into contact with people and there's something about that person and like they leave the uh interaction feeling like ill or drained or whatever and it's like what's that what's going on there you know because that's like a report from the person who like felt it after the mm-hmm. person was gone those are the stories i'm interested in mm-hmm. you know not a guy who's like you know yes i've been living as a vampire for the past I 20 years my girlfriend's human blog. yeah yeah that's not as interesting yeah but uh but yeah, so those are the kind of things we would, we would even love to at some point here do classic ghosts. We, um, you know, that we, you know, we don't like to tread on PJ and Shanna's toes with what they got going on. But, you know, when you're talking about liminal spaces and the edges of reality and the fringes of perception, you can't help but get into ghosts once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so we thought it might be fun to, you know, at some point maybe get Lauren Ray in on this and have them talk about some of their experiences. Heck yeah. Um, and so we would love to hear yours. We would love to hear um, what excites you. If any of those sub- subjects, any of those topics, uh, get your uh, paranormal juices going. And please let us know uh, what you'd like to hear about. You can reach out to us at liminalunlimited at gmail.com. Um, we love to get emails. And uh, you can also find us, uh, you can comment, send us a message on our Facebook page, the Liminal Unlimited podcast page. Um, There's Twitter, which I know, you know, the guy that runs the place kind of sucks. No blue check marks for us. (laughs) But, but, you know, you can even drop us a line on there at Limit Unlimited Pod on on the Twitter. Give us a, give us a, send us a twat. And... (laughs) Um. (laughs) be a twit and send us a twat and we would love to read it and we love you guys the people that are listening we thank you so much we really appreciate any anybody that 
likes to listen to us drivel on about these odd topics. We really enjoy uh, doing this together, and we enjoy the fact that somebody out there is getting some kind of enjoyment out of it. Um, you know, maybe this is the kind of creepy stuff that gets you through a long, dark night, and we think that's super cool. Right, honey? We sure do. So, uh, thanks for listening, and as always, Jenny... We'll see you on the other side. Awesome. Dynamite. Have a great night. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.